Welcome to OWASP 24-7, sponsored by the Open Web Application Security Project, improving the security of software. With support from Sonatype, a trusted partner for open source governance, management, and compliance. This is your host, Mark Miller. Marco Morona is the coordinator of the OWASP Application Security Guide for CISOs project, and Tobias Gondrum is the project lead for the OWASP CISO survey. They have combined resources to provide us with a CISO framework for implementing an application security program. During our discussion at AppSec USA 2013, we talked about the origin of the projects and how they can be used to make a business case for application security. I start by asking Marco about the purpose of the CISO guide. Marco, one of the things that you've been associated with is the CISO guide. Yeah, this is a new project we just released here at the conference. Um, the CISO guide specifically is a project for a chief information security officer to guide them to implement application security programs within their organization. Is it kind of a governance model? Uh, yes, includes the governance. It's not specifically just governance. It's uh, more comprehensive of the um, CISO functions mm -hmm. and the OWASP offering. So we basically, in this guide, provide guidance and visibility to CISOs about how to initiate an application security program, how to make the business case for that application security program, how to manage the risks of applications and also measure the risk of applications. Mm. So it's very comprehensive. So what's your background so that you could do something like this? So I'm uh, currently SVP in risk and controls for a big financial institution globally. Previously I was information security officer within the same company and so I was advising my global information security officer boss about uh, how to initiate application security uh, program for our financial institution. So uh, a lot of lessons I learned are actually baked into this new mm -hmm. guide and I hope that can benefit other CISOs as well. Right. Tobias, your affiliation with this? Well, I was one of the um, group of contributors to mm -hmm. the CISO guide. Together with that, we had a separate, a separate a second project, which is the CISO survey, mm -hmm. uh, where we reached out to a large audience of CISOs across the world and ask them specific questions about the status of application security and what's important for them and what works for them and how they work. And then we use that to feed it back into the CISO guide. Were you surprised at any of the results? Uh, yes, about some of them. Um, I would say 80% of the results were kind of as I expected. Right. But some of them were quite interesting. Um, such as one of them was that not so many companies are using a maturity model or an application mm -hmm. security management system. So we found that only about 25% have something like that implemented, which I found a little bit low because it's important to understand where you are yeah. so you can define where you are going. And But we also found a, a glimmer of hope for that, that about 40% said, well, we don't have it now, but we are looking at something of that. So we're considering it. And we hope that maybe also with the help of the CISO guide, we can move more people towards 
a higher maturity in their information security management. Marco, how would somebody use this? I mean, you've got what, a, a big thick book here. Is yeah, it a checklist? How are they going to use yeah, it? Yeah, good question. And there are actually 100 pages in the book, but there is one page in the book, page 99, which is basically a quick reference. That page maps the CISO role responsibilities to the parts of the guy that can help the CISO to perform. Like, for example, one is governance, the other can be risk and compliance. So the guide helped to uh, guide the CISO to accomplish meeting compliance requirements for applications, also by pointing to all those projects that we have today, where compliance is actually provided in terms of guidance as well. For example, the CLASP SSDLC program as a governance and compliance part, the SAM uh, like Tobias was mentioning, the maturity uh, model for uh, software application mm-hmm. assurance uh, as also a governance model as part of it. So the guide is structured as a journey because mm-hmm. uh, application security is not a destination, it's a journey. So it starts with right. a business case. So the CISO typically has to ask for budget to budget this application security program. So instead to just refer to gut feeling or fear, uncertainty, and doubt, or look at the IT budget and get a percentage allocated to application security, we look at from a specific uh, trigger, such as compliance, such as uh, reducing the risk to applications, to justify budget according to some metrics and some data that we also provide as part of the survey and the guide as well. If somebody is going to use the guide, yeah. mm-hmm. is there any way to automate any of the steps or is it all a manual process to say, okay, I've got budget, I've got uh, governance in place. Is there anything that can be automated? There are some parts of uh, the uh, the guidance that can be automated, such as, for example, there is a part where we try to answer the question, how much will cost my organization if one of my application, my web application, get compromised. Mm-hmm. So we have a data breach calculator that we uh, provide. As, it's not OS, but it's a semantic calculator. So that's, to answer your question, there are some parts can be automated that mm-hmm. way. So basically you have questions and you have kind of answer, intelligent answer. But this is really intended to be uh, uh, a comprehensive guide mm-hmm. to cover all the main uh, needs for a CISO. So it's not going to be an automated with a tool, even though there are tools that can support governance and risk management, let's say, uh, absolutely metrics. There are tools that can do metrics as well. But here we are more interested in on making uh, application security and all us visible. All us be so rich about projects and documentation. But t- traditionally, we target software developers. We didn't target C-level mm-hmm. management. Right. So our vision is to use this guide and keep it up to date and provide that visibility to information security men. And we, we also found that in the survey, uh, we found that application security has increased over the last years quite significantly, especially when you compare between threats to application security versus threats to infrastructure security, mm-hmm. which has probably been more the traditional area of CISOs. I mean, in the past, you would maybe buy a new firewall, uh, buy a new antivirus, mm-hmm. which were all infrastructure-related concerns. While in the survey, we now found that actually there is a significant shift towards application security. So what we 
want to do is to help the CISOs to make that shift, that transition in their investment strategy and in their risk management as well. To improve, to upgrade from just looking at infrastructure pieces to also looking at application security and how to do that successfully. Right. There's two discussions about application security. One is at the developer level mm -hmm. and the second one is at the, the legacy application level. How is that covered in here, each of them? We cover quite a bit because um, obviously at most of applications today, web applications, they integrate libraries from other companies, open source libraries and components that are not specifically developed by one company only, mm -hmm. So, or let's say in-house software developers. As you integrate this, you inherent risk. So in the guide, we provide some guidance in relation to how I can have assurance that this third-party library is actually validated for security. Mm -hmm. So that can be in the form of, for example, a contract with a contract clause that uh, spell out specific binding uh, requirements. So, so basically the third party has to provide visibility that they have done the vulnerability testing, let's say, for example, mm -hmm. that they comply with information security policy, for example. So this is actually a critical point, and we have this baked in the guide as a guidance. Um, also referring to some other projects, uh, such as the ACBS uh, and the uh, legal uh, annex project, where it helps basically to make an agreement with a third party to bind security in a contract. So, uh, so the liability is transferred to the third party instead of uh, taking liability without knowing the risk. Is the the plan in the long term to turn this into an industry standard or are you going to just continue taking the survey on a yearly basis and updating the study? This is a, a group project so I'm a, the, the project leader mm -hmm. and so I'm, a, I'm giving my perspective but obviously in uh, other people in the team they have different perspective about how we are going to take that to the next step. My vision for this guide is a living document. Why is a living document? Because Threats change. So it would be interesting in 2014, for example, with Tobias revisit the data and see the, the new trends, but if there are any emerging trends or the same trends like you know, more investment application security. And um, the other aspect is threats and attacks. So one thing is the vulnerability, and the other thing is there are any threat agent, threat actors, hackers and fraudsters. Uh, targeting more certain type of applications or less, and which vulnerabilities they exploit. So those threats change. One year will be one thread, and next year will be other type of thread. So my vision for this guide is to be uh, a living document and adapt to also the new threat landscape that the CISO has to be probably will be challenged to in the future. I definitely agree with the that we will have these as living projects going forward. I think it's not a question whether we want to make something an industry standard. It is a question whether people want us to make this an industry standard. And what we can do is we can provide the best independent guidance across the industry. And I think OWASP is in a unique position to combine knowledge from different people and bring this out together, the best practices. Mm -hmm. And if people, when people like it, this may become some kind of standard for people to say, well, if I'm a CISO, this is a book I, I pick up, or if I need intelligence on the latest threats, then I take a look at the CISO report 
and mm -hmm. see what is coming up next year, what are the things I should be looking mm -hmm. for. And OWASP is the community that can reach out to CISOs without kind of any bias or the risk that maybe there's a vendor behind this. We are independent and by that more, let's say, trustworthy and, and engaging to the CISO community. So it sounds as if there's a potential for alignment with like the top 10. Yes, there's a, a lot there because CISOs and companies are already using that as a roadmap. Is right. this on top of it? Is it conjunction <clears throat> with it? What's the alignment? Well, the, there is an alignment um, certainly of the other top 10 and the guide. In When we talk about compliance, PCI, DSS, for example, drives compliance with the other top 10, which is explicitly mm -hmm. referred to. But not only that, for example, assessment to do source code analysis. There's a requirement 6.6 in PCI. That allows an option for a CISO to decide do I want to deploy the web application firewall or do I want to do source code uh, scanning for vulnerability. To your question, it aligns perfectly because the OVS top 10 uh, is not just about vulnerability, it's also about risk, but uh, mostly are technical risk. Right? For example, a risk uh, of technical risk can be uh, a risk towards confidentiality, integrity, availability of data. But in the guide, we also talk about business input. So what is the asset value that we are compromising here uh, for a potential attack? Is that credit card data? Is that confidential information, private data of a customer that if that get breached will impact the reputation of a company and cost eventually the company a lot of money to replace? So in the guide, we also take the next step to help the CISO to translate what is the technical risk, which is typically is the overstop 10, to the business input. Mm -hmm. Because that translation is critical to get founded by the security management and the business for, for application security. You know, that's a, a good subject because a lot of the times what we hear is about the technical aspect of everything, but what's the real business objective behind the technology? CISOs don't necessarily know what kind of OWASP projects really help them. So all of them know the OWASP top 10, but there are many more other very interesting, very useful projects. In the CISO guide, as well as in the CISO survey, we find what other projects are useful for CISOs to actually deploy in their organizations. So for example, in the CISO survey, we asked the, the CISOs, hey, okay, what projects were useful for you? What did you use? And then we got a list and we got a ranking. And so this is something where you can learn from your peers what worked somewhere else. And maybe you want to do that too. Mm -hmm. yeah. And equally then in the CISO guide, we have in the end, I think that's the referred page 99, where you can actually look, okay, this is your function, this is your concern, and here are some OWASP projects that can actually help you right away plug and play yeah. to mm -hmm. solve your problems. It tucks in with OWASP top 10, but it also uh, links to OpenSAM and to many, many other OWASP projects. The key is to bring all of them together uh, and to help the CISO to decide what project he wants to use for his specific concerns. No, it's an admirable project because the amount of information a CISO needs is overwhelming now. Yeah. It's, it's impossible yeah. to get a handle on it. Yes. How many people filled out the survey? The survey was filled out by more than 100 CISOs mm -hmm. across the world. We would have loved to have more, but there's all, it was quite deep in the questions that we asked. Mm -hmm. and uh, medium time consuming, so I think it took about 25 
minutes probably to answer that survey. Um, so we are actually quite happy with the results we have. And what maybe level of year. company was it that filled it out? That was across all different levels from below 100 million revenue to up to 24 billion dollar revenue mm -hmm. companies. So we, it was quite a diverse group. Also diversity in location, mm -hmm. diversity in size, diversity in industry. Did you mm -hmm. see differentiation between the knowledge of the CISOs depending upon the value of their company? There was some differentiation, mostly in terms of what kind of frameworks were deployed. Mm -hmm. So for example, uh, more uh, larger, more potentially more mature companies would deploy more maturity models or the like. I would say the data is not conclusive enough to make a clear judgment on this because for that maybe we would need a larger pool of data to make a conclusive judgment. Good. How would you like to leave this? What would you like to tell people that are considering using the project. I, I give um, a little situational example. Like they say, we are towards the end of the year, so probably you're a director and you're discussing the budget with uh, executive management, and you're asking budget for funding your application security program because you have a compliance mandate that application has to be compliant with, let's say PCI, DSS, or other compliance or privacy laws, let's say. So now the question is, how you make this plan, how you make the business case, and how you make sure that include all the essential elements to deliver this application security program, and how to, 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 to cost the specific essential elements, such as, for example, Tobias was mentioning, we found out and survey that a lot of companies, they don't know their capabilities in performing application security, because they have not done uh, an assessment using a maturity model. So that should be the first step to know where you are with your capabilities in your organization mm -hmm. and then do a roadmap towards what you want to, to go. And it might just be compliance or it might just be that um, you want to mitigate some risk that you had in the past, such as being breached by, let's say, an attack, a uh, security incident, and you want that to justify your investment. So are you, are you make sure that uh, you have data that proves that eventually you're going to lose that much money if you don't invest in security? And, and so the guide provides this guidance to do the business case, to take the CISO for a journey, let's say, to, to make the business case, get budget, but then to the next step is deploy the right uh, application security program, such as security in its life cycle, training for developers. For example, one thing that we learned from a survey that one of the number one top priorities uh, for CISOs is security training for developers. It's, it's, not, it's not asking for more budget. It's asking for more program targeting software developers to, to teach them how to program defensively. So the guide provides that type of uh, framework, but also the guidance to the CISO and provide that visibility that indeed all of us, for example, has a lot of training programs, a lot of training modules, a lot of, there is a security guide for, let's say, software developers who do secure coding, there is one for uh, security testing, there is application trend modeling. 
So all these elements have to be included in the guide so the CISO can deliver mm. a comprehensive program and get funded appropriately. That's my vision for this guide to, to achieve. And that's, I think, where the, the usable part will be that by following the guide, the CISO can, will be able to deliver this application security program. In a long-term scenario, will be the most effective. One thing I think we learned uh, to buy with the, the survey is that to be mostly effective on get budget, you need to have a strategy. Uh, and the strategy has to be a minimum two years. So if it's less, less than two years, you don't get that much budget. If it's more than two years, you don't get that much. But if it's two years or less, then it's where we get, according to the survey. And it's not our opinion, that's what we find out. That you, you can get, uh, you can make a business case and get uh, funding if you have at least that strategy. So, so that's critical, and, uh, and in the guide we have that uh, map uh, properly. So, so basically, the guide will allow you, will tell you how to do things, while the CISO survey will give you the tactical intelligence on what is useful. Mm -hmm. As Mark mentioned in the in the survey, we learned. <laughs> that if you have a security strategy that is about two years time frame, you have a higher chance of increasing your application security investments. The question is then, how do you write that strategy? And that question is answered in the CISO guide. Mm -hmm. So in the CISO guide, we say, okay, what should be part of the security strategy? What's the input? What's the output? What are the artifacts? So how do you write it? So with the tactical in intelligence that you gain from the report, you can use the guide and, and improve and upgrade your application security and your whole information security uh, management in your organization. I think from my perspective, the project is exciting because it's one of the first ones that I've seen that actually align with a business objective. And it's hard to find in this industry because everybody is, is worried about the security itself, but not the business. We found that you know you can produce many great projects like we do at OWASP, but to actually make them happen in an industry company, the developers you can convince. But if their manager is not convinced of the, va the value of these security tools and projects, he will not give his developers, his testers, the time and the budget to do the right thing. So we found yeah. that you actually have to enable the manager to understand and to allocate the project, uh, the budget accordingly, to then enable the whole organization to improve yeah. their security. So this yeah. is exactly why we wrote the guide and did the survey to basically enable the CISOs and then to bring in and, and learn and, and spread the word across the organization. And, and back to your point, as uh, Tobias, when we started the guide, we didn't have the survey data yet, so we rely on some other surveys made uh, to to assess awareness of application security between software developers and information security manager. And some of these surveys have shown a gap, a gap of awareness. So now the question was for us, how we can bridge that gap with a guide? to make application security visible across the board. Because if you don't have that visibility, and if the opinion of a software developer about application security is very different from information security manager, you have a hard time delivering a strategy. When you have a software developer say, well, our application are not secure, as I believe uh, previous uh, surveys, they show that 
software developer in the majority, they think their application are not built for security, where a slightly different uh, percentage of security managers are more optimistic instead. They both say more than 50%, both say they don't have training, uh, and only 12 and 15% they say that uh, they actually, the application they meet the compliance requirement. So we have a huge gap, uh, and so I think uh, huge in, in most of the critical elements. And so, so with the guys, we try to bridge this gap basically, because you cannot deliver a strategy for application security if you don't have all the application stakeholders working for common goals, right? So everybody should have. You may have different opinions, but. Uh, but we should know if we have an SSDLC. We should know if we have a capability maturity model in the, in the company. And when you have this different uh, uh, scoring that we get from like a software developer, the majority say we don't, and security manager will say, well, no, we have some. Either the communication is not get across, or we have to do more work on awareness. And so I think that what uh, one of the objectives this guy is really to, to foster this awareness, make application security visible. For for all of us, the mission has been, uh, we would like to make application security visible to the application stakeholders so they can make risk management decisions. This has been the mission statement of all of us. Make application security visible. Mm -hmm. So now, who are these application stakeholders? They are not just software developers and uh, penetration testers and consultants. They are also security managers. They are also risk managers. So, so basically, it's important to have that visibility and reach out all these roles and responsibilities um, to be effective. And basically to speak the language of the person you are speaking with. Mm -hmm. So if you speak with a business executive, you have to have a risk management approach. You have to have your ROI, your budget, your investment strategy, your business case. While if you talk with your developer or engineering, maybe you have to think about your development training concepts, your awareness yes. program. You're appealing to where their needs are. And so, what, well, for example, we took like a, a very humble perspective. We, we are not pretending to be prescriptive knowing all the answers. So that's why our approach has been, let's see what the CISO needs are. Let's understand what they think about application security, how that matters to them. And then let's try to provide them an answer based upon what we can provide as a organization. Where can people download the uh, survey and the guide? Uh, both of them are on the OWASP website. Um, one is called the Application Security Guide for CISOs. Okay. And the other one is the uh, CISO Survey 2013. The links should be uh, also referred to in the talk we gave at the AppSec USA. That might be the easiest Excellent. way to find them. Well, thank you guys for doing the work and thanks for the time here. It's been great. Thank, thank you, you very much. Thank you. Thank you. you have been listening to OWASP 24-7 with your host, Mark Miller. OWASP 24-7 is sponsored by the Open Web Application Security Project, improving the security of software. With support from... Sonatype, a trusted partner for open source governance, management, and compliance.